0: Similar to, you know, horses. I'm Tommy. This is uh, KinkCast. And I'm here today in lovely Denton, Texas with my good friends Dana, Chris, and Not Sarah. We have Noe from FestiCast with us today. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. That's
0: good. Are you excited to learn more than you probably ever wanted to know about furries? I'm
1: very excited. And
0: yiffing?
2: Yes. It's going to be an adventure. Yiffing and furries... Uh
0: two very different things right. trying mm-hmm. to come up with a <laughs> I
2: was I was gonna say and something else over my like apple. I have I have information on scritching as well.
0: Scritching never came up in my research.
2: Oh we'll, we'll get there.
0: Uh did what did the what what is this term? Did um Oh, where is it? Cudlick. Did cuddlick come up in yours? No,
2: no. I think we all have a bunch of lingo we're going to have to, like, come together on. Because...
0: Oh, okay. I thought that was a combination of a different term. No, it's cuddling and licking. Uh, uh, we can get into that later. Wait, say it again? cudlick Cudlick. But before okay. we change subject, I thought we, each one of us, because we all spent the week, because, mm-hmm. Noah, you definitely did just fill in. After getting a text message 15 minutes ago that Sarah has strep. <laughs> but we all spent an entire week looking at uh, furries, yiffing, and personas. So what would your fursona be? Chris? Uh, my fursona would be a uh, sea turtle. Okay. There's
2: gotta be more to it than that. What would be your name be?
0: And also oh. like colors.
2: Would you wear like a shell or would it be like a soft
0: shell? Would you have a full body costume or would you just have the head and gloves and then wear normal outfits? It would be it'd be a full body costume. Okay. And then it'd be uh Would you be, be more be cartoony or realistic? Big difference. Chris Chris the slow roller. The <laughs> slow his turtles are slow? <laughs> yes. That's clever. Those improv classes are really paying off, dude.
2: <laughs> Ooh, burn. Hmm? Um, do you fight crime? Ooh, do you like, wear are masks? are you a, a police
3: officer by day? <laughs> yeah, is this a secret identity? Am I, am I actually Batman?
2: <laughs> you might be. <laughs> be. I've, I've be never seen man. you two in this Yeah, room. Ninja Turtle. Tur- he <laughs> has some true. skills.
1: I the saw
3: aquatic crime. Or the uh <laughs> or the Flash villain the turtle. Is that an actual thing? Yeah, he moves so slow the Flash can't catch him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, that was good.
3: That, that, that was, was not me making anything up.
0: Oh, that was real. That's real? I thought you yeah. made that up. On the top, of, you, off the top of your head. That
3: was real. The, the crimes happen after the flashes are you come to stop the <laughs> murder. Uh, they reinvented uh, him for the TV series. Dana, you Slows down time.
2: Um, I, I definitely want to be um a squirrel. Yeah,
3: that's, that's um, fitting.
2: Because I'm always after those nuts. Um, <laughs> just, Dim nuts. <laughs>
3: these nuts?
2: these nuts. Um, my favorite politician still. Um, but besides that, I, I definitely would want to be a squirrel. Because I'm a hoarder of things, especially when I get into, like, a hobby or something. I like... Collect up things Well I always uh, feel
0: like Squirrels are super academic too Maybe this is because Like squirrels Were our school's Unofficial mascot mm-hmm. And there's always like Wherever you go The coffee shops Or the classrooms They always have Little squirrels everywhere And they're always Wearing graduation hats yeah. Would yours be wearing A graduation hat At all times You know I
2: feel like I mean I am an academic So I guess it would be Appropriate um, I just really like The big fluffy tail And I think it would be Fun to have a tail That I could like When I get excited About something I can just go Foof, foof, foof with my With my tail And
0: well, you'd have to do it with your really hands. I'm excited.
2: And I'd also want the teeny tiny little ears. That's also that's I, I can shove. turtle shell. I can shove a whole bunch of things in my mouth, like all the food and the whole wide roll. Like a, like a chicken. Would
0: your mask actually be able to do that?
2: It would have to. Right. I mean, where would I put a wallet?
0: Fans, please make us these costumes <laughs> Yeah, in excruciating detail and give them to us for free. I want I sunglasses for my turtle, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> also, and he's going to be high all the time.
2: I also discussed with someone else um, about being an owl. Like, I, I didn't see a whole lot of owls. There's a lot of birds. Yeah. yeah um,
0: that's why I was going to be a, a pink blue jay.
2: Oh, that's you. Named Pufflepuff. Pufflepuff. Pufflepuff.
0: Yeah. You know, just like really embrace my effeminate side mm-hmm. and have like these big, gorgeous, like butterfly wings that are, you know, they're bird wings, but they're, uh, patterned with multiple colors like a butterfly wings mm-hmm. would be and have these, you know, giant, gorgeous eyelashes and then really complete it by giving, um, you know, this nice pink beak that leads to like, like some lipstick and then sex eyes because mm-hmm. a lot of furries have sex eyes. Yeah, so you're do. a female... Furry. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. I'm a female furry named Pufflepuff and I'm a highly effeminate pink bird.
2: Now Uh, I have a question. Yes. Would you have like bird legs? Like little bird legs and little bird feet.
0: I think what I would do is I'd wear like skinny jeans and Uh then like converse. Like like some cute pink converse. And then my top would all be part of this like bird breast. Uh-huh. where the like wings chest lead into it. Yeah, and the chest kind of puffs out. Oh, wow. Are you just you would, overwhelmed by...
2: I'm not going to lie. I would want to pet you.
0: Oh, I'm imagining... Uh,
2: I would want to put my hands on you and just pet you because you'd be so cute I'd like a little so fluff pretty. ball. Yeah, you'd be so pretty. <laughs> I'd have
3: to work on my voice. Well, I'm imagining like a, similar to like Charlie and Mac when they were wrestling...
0: Oh, the Birdman. Yes, the Birdman. Yeah, but I'm actually thinking more like Mordecai from Regular Show. It's or actually Margaret. Person, yeah, Margaret. Bird, bird person. Or bird person. bird person. Bird
2: <laughs> person. Um, but no, I would I would want to help you like like look through your beautiful feathers,
0: well, like you your beautiful my, plumage uh, My for YouTube bugs. channel started up. There we go. I would go to conventions and I'd dance. I'd dance as this gorgeous pink bird. And yeah. I'm not making fun right now. This genuinely sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Would your wings really. be clipped? Yeah. Um, uh, what's the joke there? You can't fly. Oh, well, I mean, I'm a little bit too heavy to fly, but I could jog, could run marathons and start a furry jogging oh, blog. Oh, you'd be like the Roadrunner.
1: Cool. Would you have a Twitter? Would you tweet? Uh-huh
0: oh my goodness oh so knowing I'm guessing you'd be a asshole (laughs) that would be your furry yeah
3: probably Um, depends upon the asshole
1: (laughs) yeah what animal is attached to um (laughs) I have no idea you'd be an
0: earthworm (laughs) (laughs) where it's just a long asshole it's just a long asshole real colon what would you be knowing
1: does it have to be real like is that something that we found out I
0: think the fourth or fifth most common furry animal is a uh, dragon, and dragons are not real.
1: Okay, cool, because I was really thinking what? like unicorns, <laughs> so that way I could be surrounded by everything glittery and rainbowy all the time and kind of bless people with glitter.
0: You and I would look cute, but okay. then you could only you together, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think so. so. You wouldn't
0: neat. be able to have sex,
3: though. You could only hang out with the virgins. I can
1: get them with my horn, like
3: no, but I mean, unicorns <laughs> only appear. To virgins in mythology.
2: Well, oh, wow. not in today's um, mythology. Unicorns can appear for anyone now. Mm-hmm. That's that's the new rule. It's just like vampires. Like vampires aren't like gross and scary anymore. Like they're all beautiful and sparkly and things. I
3: think they're still gross. and These communities so, change. you
2: think Unicorns are gross.
0: No vampires. Oh, okay. Vampire. We're all. Just we can do an episode on vampires, man.
2: We will. I'm but sure we will. That's definitely a fetish. But yeah. uh, we'll get into that another time. I think you would make a lovely unicorn. I think so. Also, would you have excellent unicorn dance moves? Yeah, I would probably.
0: I think there needs to be a subset of this question of what your 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 gimmick would be because I feel like every persona comes with like a thing that's your skill, uh-huh. whether it's like. So well, everyone's got a special ability. Yeah, well no, like it's like you either do reaction videos or you dance or like you MC for stuff.
2: I'd be a kleptomaniac.
0: You just collect things. Yeah, shove it in your mouth.
2: Yep. My big old cheeks. <laughs>
0: I mean I'm definitely a dancer. There's no way I'm not shaking what the good bird god gave me.
1: <laughs> I like yeah. it. I have no idea what I would have. Uh, you commit God, crimes? Things. You commit
0: crimes
3: so slow that the I, flash all can't all stop. The I'm a turtle. I cupcakes. Because I was Chris the slow roller, so I, I just roll fat blunts and very slowly. That's <laughs> It takes like five
0: hours. Obviously. I feel like <laughs> this quartet needs to fight crime.
2: That's, that's what the, glass, the sunglasses are for to ki- hide your yeah. like, super red eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, Jesus. That's
0: hilarious. Uh, I'm going to save what I had as our preamble to be the post-amble, which just brings us straight into um, what exactly is yiffing? We haven't gone into it proper. Um, I have no idea what the origin of the term is, but being... Oh, two people do. Okay. Well, being a furry is different from yiffing. And I I think it's very important to say now, first off, we're not here to make fun of anybody. If you came here wanting to have furries get bashed, you've come to the wrong place. We're going to make some fun... There's going to be some socially awkward people, but we're not here to kink shame anybody. And a big part of that is there are some people who are into furry fandom who are 0% kinky. They just like the costumes. They just want to hang out. They just want to go to parties dressed as a cartoon character slash animal. And there's nothing sexual about it for them. And it needs to be respected in all segments of the conversation moving forward that there are tons of people into this. Who have, are not into yiffing. Yiffing being the sexual form yeah, it's, uh, of furry fandom. It's hard just to get because Just statistics. because you're
3: a furry doesn't mean you're into it. Mm-hmm. It's the square and the rectangle thing. Yeah. A square is always a rectangle, but a rectangle is not necessarily a square. Or ravens which, and crows. Which
2: is an easy way of saying you take what you like and you leave the rest behind. So you participate in the things that you want to, um, but obviously not in the things you don't want to. But
3: oddly, I... Found a lot of like. of the fur tubers that I've watched this week. uh, There's a lot of like self-hatred or there's a lot they make fun of the furry community a lot
0: yeah I I noticed when uh, looking into it uh, a large portion of the furry community um, they don't like the perverts Mm -hmm. just because there's so much furry hate online which is its own entire segment we're going to go into later but this community is so openly bashed by everyone they're the butt of so many jokes that they do a very good job of rejecting the perverts in their own community Mm -hmm. oh no I meant like Oh, you mean like internalized? Like, well, they make jokes, and
3: these are like people who are actually like yiffers, and they're like, yeah, all furries are fucking weirdos and freaks, and just like, this sounds very angry about something that you had just said you were two seconds ago.
2: Maybe they just embrace it. Like, embrace the stigma, because there's not really much you can do in terms of rejecting it at this point, right? So they're just like fine, make yeah. If you own. want to think of it of us like that, then that's fine. I don't know. I, I can't really dig into the psychology very much I'm like sure that. It's,
0: but I'm sure it's different for different people. Or yeah, it could just be like uh, the little brother kind of thing. You can't pick up my little brother. I beat him up. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you're if you're really into furry stuff, only you can make fun of the ifers, So you make fun of them hardcore.
2: So do we actually define it or say where it comes from?
0: Yeah, I'm curious on that one.
2: Um, I found um. That it's basically the origins of the word. Um, it comes from the sound a fox makes uh, while mating. It's a combination of a sniff and a yell.
0: And, you know, so when we, I found a dictionary, a dictionary, uh-huh. a furry dictionary, and it was uh, a lot of contractions combining two words. Sure. And a lot of animal sounds. And so, like, you'll have a lot of couples where their safe word is yelp, yeah. and then you have a lot of affectionate terms that are the combination of two animal sounds. Mm-hmm. So it stands to perfect reasoning that yiffing would be what they call sexualized furry fandom.
2: Right. Well, and it, feel, it feels like with this particular community of people, we have a lot of lingo that's really important to kind of outline as we go through this. Um, so that was one thing I actually spent a long time looking uh, at was different kinds of lingo and... Um, uh, words like you have to kind of know in order to understand reading anything about this community. It's a gang. Yeah, um, Urban Dictionary simply had it listed as cyber sex between two or more members of the furry fandom. But it doesn't a lot have of have
0: to be cyber. Yeah,
2: that's why I was thrown off. I was like, wait a second, no. Sometimes well, it's actual sex. Sometimes it's not even dictionary? sex. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's not even sex at all.
3: Well, that's like how user th- submitted, though.
2: Yes, but sometimes it's not like. It's not even penetrative sometimes. Like if an if if it is if an, oh, excuse me if it even is sex, um, so a lot of it can just be like humping, yeah, um, like in the furry suits and things like that. Um, That's
3: where I read that the term was from. I read a lot of different contradictory stuff about where the term came from. Well, tell me what yours said. uh, One of them was the sound that the suits make when they rub against each other. Uh uh, Because they're having sex in the suits. Uh And then uh, one was that it's part of a spectrum of, uh, like, yes or no. Where there's no, yeah, there's no hard yes, no hard no. It's more of, like, grunting or groaning is more of a no. And then, like... Happier animal noises are more of a yes, and yiffing yeah. is
0: like the
2: affirmative yes. The
0: yeah, the like hardcore yes. You know, it fits in with the idea that they're hard to understand. Mm-hmm. I-, I watched a lot of furry videos on YouTube. This is your chance to make your joke, Chris. Just like every week. Good job, Chris. That was hilarious. <laughs> I watched a lot of furry YouTube videos this week, and at first, are on YouPorn. So. Uh, at first, I thought they all had terrible mics and I was gonna make a joke It's like there's not a single good furry with a good mic. That's not it. They're all wearing giant you know paper mache heads. <laughs> so they're impossible to understand. So okay, so
3: the the guys you watched were in their suits when they were doing the yeah. videos. Most of what I watched was voiceovers of people whose persona was on screen.
2: Really? Yeah, like a bad animation yeah. form. Yeah.
0: Well, what the videos I saw, if you're actually wearing the suit, and especially if you're at a convention speaking off camera with another furry, you're not going to be able to understand each other, and that's why it forces you to make a lot more animal noises, which would make perfect sense as to why animal noises become built into the, I want to say nomenclature. Is that a word? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I used a big word without you even did. knowing it.
2: That's <laughs> like a $10 word.
0: Cool. He doesn't know what it means. So. Oh well, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, what's a
3: ten dollar word?
0: <laughs> There's a ten
3: dollar bill. <laughs>
2: well, I also saw that yiffing can also refer to furry porn. Yeah. Or erotica. Like um yiffing stories or yiffing um, uh, what did it call? Yiffing books. Like well, that's literally like like a romance novel.
0: You can't put a gate around the terminology mm-hmm. of a sexual community. Right. It's just there is no congress that meets once a month to decide on these things and you have subcultures that predate the internet.
2: Sure. Absolutely. This and, one uh, for
0: sure. the IFR is a uh, construction material. So
2: <laughs> Did you, you find this in your research?
0: Yes, <laughs> I did. The English language yeah. is just running out of sounds. <laughs> yeah. It's the old Futurama joke where poplar is the last thing if that's I, not taken. I didn't write it down but
3: it was like uh, essentially scaffolding made from uh, fur hmm Like, not fur. Like, Did, a fur-like know, material. Yeah.
1: Wondering if the word was something somebody had just said a long time ago, and everyone's just built their own giant interpretation of it, but no one really truly might not know what the it means. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no so, true
0: origin for it. Yeah. Well, if you read the Wikipedia article, because, you know, this is such a... a Bizarre subculture from the outside looking in mm-hmm. that there's actually a lot of data There's a lot of statistics you can find the wikipedia page is Littered with scientific journal and uh, professional articles have been written about it.
2: Vanity fair. Yeah,
0: and they all Red have uh, Conflicting origin stories, mm-hmm. which I think would actually bring us to the next point which uh, We can go ahead and move into which is the origin the origin and statistics yeah. Yeah. Uh, in my research I found that 1983 is kind of looked at as a pivotal year. Uh, It was six years before the first convention was ever held. But other people say that um, early 60s science fiction was a huge inspiration because that's where you first saw anthropomorphic animals. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'd have people writing these science fiction stories where you encounter alien life, and the different species of alien are inspired by different creatures on Earth. And so you'd have these First science fiction stories, which have mythological overtones or undertones to them, where you have deer people, cat people, wolf people, lizard people, lizard people. But they're real. Yeah, but they they run our government. Not anymore, actually. <laughs> human. We have human beings in politics now, and it's and a look lot what worse. They do. <laughs> I miss I miss the Green Party. Um, but you had people sexualizing these characters in nineteen sixties books. See, that's uh, I I saw. Uh, some of the roots
3: that people claim are uh, Fritz the Cat yeah. from the 1960s, which uh, was a adult, adult like, hardcore adult uh, cartoon in the, that has animals, anthropomorphized animals, like, fucking on screen, and it's uh, very mature, and it was in a time where there weren't adult cartoons, so mm-hmm. there was a chance that it was seen by young people like kids and uh, yeah maybe something grew out of that mm-hmm. and then
0: yeah just kids cartoons in general we grow up watching fox and not fox and the hound uh, robin hood yeah mm-hmm. 1973's robin hood was a was a pivotal movie mm-hmm. for people wanting to fuck cartoons and even more than that
3: almost every cartoon you see on tv has anthropomorphized animals on it so you grow up with anthropomorphized animals and then you're watching these cartoons when you start developing sexually and you have, like, Gidget or
0: Gadget from uh, Tailspin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it fits in with, the uh, you know... Trying to make sense of a confusing world is that if people are animals, they wear their personality traits on them. Sorry, Dan, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No,
2: no, you're fine. I was going to say, that I think that's um, where the also one other proposed, probably very unlikely, but possible alternative um, a form lot of, of disclaimers is. Um, <laughs> it's also a descriptive uh, acronym, YIF, Y-I-F-F, can also stand for Young Incredibly Fuckable Fox or Furry. Um, Which I think is hilarious. Which, of hilarious. course, is
0: that fox is the most common.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: uh, fox is one of the most common. Um, out of everything we've heard so far, that one seems the most, or the least likely.
2: Right, exactly, which that is one, why I said that.
3: Yeah, that one seems like it was made up to fit the term,
0: not I don't the know. term made up. I can mm-hmm. I can buy into it.
2: That's something that I've seen actually pop up several times in my research, was a uh, yif, like when it's like y and then dot, i, dot, F dot F dot like hmm. that's what that means. Young, incredibly fuckable furry or fuckable fox, whichever one. Why do they gotta so, be young? That was kind of interesting. Huh? Be an old furry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: There's a lot
3: of uh, my turtle characters. At least eighty.
2: <laughs> at least eighty, but that's still a young.
0: It's a young turtle, turtle yeah. That's that's a young
2: turtle. Okay. Um,
0: so what I always find interesting to look at is the pre-internet, mm-hmm. which is this magic time in the 80s before the internet was everywhere where these communities utilized zines and you know shows and underground scenes and movements to kind of form this pre-internet where ideas could be transferred that are reminiscent to what we started to see pop up in the 90s and furries were really pioneers of that uh, they communicated through cons, skithies, what they called them, which are science fiction conventions. Mm-hmm. Some of the very first, uh, some of the fantasy conventions, comic cons. Mm-hmm. Furries were always the subculture there, and they communicated with each other through, through zines and mm-hmm. through, uh, I imagine, unpublished novels.
2: It looks like a bunch of them also participated in this really cool thing called M-Muck, Muck
0: in didn't see this one. What's um, this?
2: It's in UCK.
0: It's Mother, fuck, fuck under it's
2: a gaming community.
0: That makes a lot of magic sense. Magic
2: underground,
0: carnal uh, knowledge,
2: something. I forget exactly <laughs> what it is.
0: Shoot, magic underground characters.
2: I think it was candy. Like a, they also had Ooh, like a gaming. Okay. <laughs> it, there was also mu- it, it was a it's a different version of um, mud, which is a underground um, gaming dungeon kind of thing. Okay, um, it's yeah. like.
0: Fantasy yeah. has a huge overlap yeah. with this, so that makes perfect sense. But uh, when the internet did finally come about, this community was set on fire, because now you could access a professional fursuit maker.
3: Well, that's how most most fetishes have reacted towards the internet, is that before, you hid yourself away because you didn't think anyone else was into it, and then when the internet came about, it's like... Oh, there are other people that are into this. I don't have to be
0: ashamed. If you live in uh, Port Aransas, you can't just open a fursuit trader store. You just can't do that. It's not going to make any money. But if you do one online through the U.S. Postal Service, all of a sudden you have a niche market that exists all across the United States and Europe. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. Muck Muck is an online role-playing game. Um, usually the ex- uh, expansion of the acronym Muck is disputed. However, it could be Multi-User Created Kingdom multi-user chat kingdom or it's a take on mud which is multi-user dungeon yeah like undertale
1: yeah
3: yeah no not like undertale Mm -hmm. uh it's there i i know what the the, they're largely Mm text-based uh communities right Uh,
0: play role play role play
3: yeah where it's essentially like a role-playing game except uh just Mm -hmm. all through text and all through uh i can't remember the name or what the they used to be called Mm -hmm. but uh Essentially, they're websites before websites. You just connect straight to someone's, like,
0: home computer. Computer to computer. Back in the early days of the Internet. Uh, That brings me to some statistics. I kind of hate statistics, which I I shouldn't because, you know, I'm a college student. But, like, one of the things I figured out is that different studies get different results, no matter how accurate they are. And really, statistics just kind of become a self-fulfilling prophecy. A lot of people set out to prove something, and then wouldn't you know it, their data proves them exactly right. So I'm always hesitant, especially with something so you know heavily under-researched, to just throw percentages out there. But I do have some percentages from Wikipedia. And the, my my uh, my source is saying that uh, furries are 90% Caucasian. Wow. 90% Caucasian.
2: Wow. It is,
0: it is a white...
2: Did you find an explanation for that?
0: No, and I could theorize some stuff, but I mean, if we're going to want to go back, I mean, I don't know what what year those statistics are from, but I imagine if you went to a 1989 science fiction convention or a 1989 Comic-Con, you would have a similarly high percentage of Caucasians.
2: Because these are fantasy kings and geeky kind of...
0: Which started in white culture. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't even think to look up...
2: uh,
0: Ethnicity, geek became Probably. chic only in like the last ten years.
2: That totally makes sense.
0: Um, that totally makes sense. So homosexuality is overrepresented as heavily, heavily overrepresented. Yeah, it's something like ten times the percent uh, of the community of of uh, American population homosexuality. Yeah, a little over ten times.
3: Uh, yeah. The what the statistics I found were uh, t- like statistics are t- taken at multiple furry conventions that were all put together. And, uh, so, uh, 1.7% of the United States identifies as homosexual. Uh, 23% of furries, uh, identify as homosexual. 1.8% identify as bisexual. 41% of furries identify as bisexual. 4% as other.
0: Don't know what that means. And, uh, you can take a guess. It's, we're on a sex podcast. It's pretty open-minded. We can take a guess. But 32% her hetero. So, Uh, Wow,
2: that's interesting.
0: I was surprised by this one. Don't know if it's still true. This could be outdated. This could be from 1962, for all I know. But my source said that they are 85% male. I swore there would be Hmm. uh, a higher percentage of females in there. And that's accounting for a 2% uh, transgender. 2% transgender furries. Hmm. Um, And again... To clarify, we're talking about the statistics of furries, not of yiffers.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: um let's see here.
2: Can I add one other little differentiation in there? Yeah. Um, one thing I did find as as I was researching, furry is actually like a different term than a kiru, uh, kigurumi. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Did y'all find that? Kigurumi? Yeah. Did you look did you see that? I at did all? not see this word. Okay, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, so that's actually like very close to being a furry, but it's a whole different thing. Um, it's people that wear like stuffed animals as like costumes. Um, well, I've always the, yeah.
0: What I haven't brought up yet is even in a non-sexual sense, there is a line. There's a spectrum that goes from actual animal to stuffed animal. Yeah. And the sexual form of that, there is zoophilia mm-hmm. that fades into plushophilia. Plushophilia. Oh.
2: I don't. I don't
0: know about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plushophilia is the sexual desire towards stuffed animals. Okay. Which
3: one of the uh, things I saw is that there's a or saw a furry describing is that there's a whole spectrum to being a furry, and mm-hmm. that basically the second phase of furrydom is creating your own per- persona mm-hmm. and then uh, plushies, essentially making your getting plushies made of your persona.
2: Wow. Okay. So then are you, is there like sexual attraction towards that? Like plushie?
0: I imagine it's kind of like a, it's like a sexualized item, like like a, like a bust of a naked lady by a truck stop, except you're sexually attracted to these costumes. So having a small idol of it is owning it in some way. I
2: guess I was kind of a little bit, I had to differentiate for myself because furry is more of a lifestyle versus Kigurumi is more like just like costuming, which literally Kigurumi translates to wear stuffed animal literally translates to that to wear stuffed animal. So, mm -mm, I wasn't sure exactly what the difference was, but I had to differentiate that just
3: um, to uh, explain a little bit. We were talking about statistics. Mm -hmm. Uh, did, Did you have
0: more? I've got a few. I have all of my statistics. And uh, there no, was, I, did you already go over all of? these? I went through everything that I copy and pasted from all Wikipedia right. before I went back to Pornhub <laughs> so, uh, to watch people. To watch in Wikipedia. Fur costumes, oh no, to watch people in fur costumes kind of grind on each other while making dog noises.
3: So uh, I also found uh, this is again statistics that were compiled from multiple furry conventions, uh, and it was asking our furries, "Is it a sec?" Like. Like slash is in the Reddit community? No, like r... Oh, r... -R They're asking the question, like, Mm -hmm. is this community about sex, essentially? And, uh, or would... Would the people attending this convention, are they sexually attracted to furries? And, uh, 37% said yes. 38% gave a neutral response, as in not yes, not no. They would be open to the idea. And, uh, 24% said No. And then when asked if they would have sex with animal, zoophilia, 17% said
0: they would. I just don't know about that. That that just seems misleading to me. I mean, the the data there points to the fact that there's a spectrum. There's people who just like the costumes. There's people who want to fuck, and then I, I think there's this romantic transition between those two, where there's people who are interested in finding a partner who's into it, and maybe there's some tiny sexual aspect. Or there's people who are curious but would never admit it. it. It's just difficult to quantify. It is really hard to, to, to put a hard exclamation point percentage marker behind that. And to say that 17% are interested in um, actually fornicating with an animal, that sounds too high. I, I, that just sounds like you're trying to demonize furries. I mean, I'm not accusing you of misleading data. I, I guess I'm, I'm just trying to say that sounds like a misunderstanding because bestiality is not fun or cute. There is a fun and cute aspect of yiffing. Mm-hmm. It's not something I particularly like, but there's nothing wrong with it. And there but, is something wrong with bestiality. But that is
3: in your opinion. Yeah, that's absolutely true. If we might, well, as the statistic says, if we ask the furry community... 17% would have a different opinion about bestiality. Mm.
2: Well, and that's one thing I, I, I found um, in a ver- Vanity Fair interview. Um, go ahead.
1: That um,
2: This is a quote. This is a direct yeah, quote.
1: In a quote, it says, Some furries fixate on the fur itself. Others are attracted to stuffed animals. And others still embrace the kind of... I can't read this word. Guiltless. Guiltless
2: <laughs> promiscuity they associate with animals. Yeah. So like some of them I feel like sometimes I don't know, some of the things that I showed, like it was mainly just um for some people it's more, but for a lot of I guess people that participate in this, it can be um just kind of a way to be really kind of rowdy, um, with a bunch of other people that are into the same stuff. Oh as yeah. You. Like I it's, think.
3: it's an excuse to just have sex
2: yeah that, yeah I but think... i think that's a i feel like that's almost like a misrepresentative though because i feel like it's people that are maybe not like that don't really identify all the time as furries like that are kind of taking advantage of that oh let me go put on a fursuit so i can be a pervert but you that know? goes
0: outside of a fursuit you know yeah. people people make fun of, of furries relentlessly but everyone understands and loves the excitement of halloween
3: Mm -hmm. Particularly
0: in a costume that hides your face. Mm -hmm. This is one of the oldest ideas in human culture. The idea of a mask goes back further than some farming equipment. I mean, the idea of a mask might even be older than the idea of gods. Mm -hmm. The idea of obscuring your face to become someone else to embrace other ideas. And to say that that's not powerfully sexual... Is, is garbage, bonzo, nunu mm-hmm. because it's absolutely sexual to be able to, to obscure your face, to become someone else, to alter your gender, to alter your reality, to alter your species. Mm-hmm. And so yiffing does come from this very deep place of becoming something else, of breaking your humanity to enter into a different form. I got way too serious there, but uh, I stand by all of it.
2: But I think I think that I think a lot of people that participate in this community would agree with you and say, yeah, no, this is nice because when I'm just me, maybe I can't. I don't feel like myself, you know, but when I'm in this persona, when I'm taking on this role of what I what I see myself as or what I really want to be. This gives me the ability to be that way, which is why I think that would be so accepting of people of, of you know, um,
0: alternative lifestyles. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, like, OK, so it's not OK to be. Um, you know, a homosexual in, in some communities, like in some you know places, that's very much repressed. But if you put on a fur suit, nobody knows.
0: Mm-hmm. It's um, similar to um, the Sonic the Hedgehog" episode, exactly. You're creating this character that allows you to change some part of yourself. Well, it's mm-hmm. very much like uh, like when someone goes off to college, like mm-hmm. they have
3: a chance to go somewhere where nobody knows them, so they can be whoever they want, or like in Mad Men. When the main character is revealed not to be
0: who he says he is, then, spoiler. I've never watched. It's in the Madden. first season, but
3: uh, he's. Uh, but he's. He took someone else's name when he was at war. Oh, I do remember and, hearing uh, that. When so when he came back, like before, he was like some just like schlub,
0: and then he comes back and he is. Don Draper. But it's that, but it's so much more powerful. It it is so yeah. much more powerful than that because like I said, it, it goes into the idea of changing reality.
2: Well, and you won't be judged by your appearance no. in a fursuit. Like nobody can be like, oh, that person has acne or bad. Would hair you be judged by something. your fur though? Or even ethnicity. Well, um,
3: Or by your shell.
2: Well, or your age <laughs> or anything. Like it, that's it's a whole different thing whenever you're approaching a squirrel or a
1: raccoon. You've Mm -hmm.
0: transplanted your brain into a cartoon character. And that's another big part is I keep saying gender. Yes. A lot of people will be Mm cross-dressing or will be going without a gender when they become their character. I I made that joke at the beginning, Mm -hmm. but it's something I kind of stand by. It sounds fun to put on this, this pink costume and and be a female, go out and be accepted as a female in this gathering Mm -hmm. in in a sense. I I can understand it. And, um, I say that the mask can alter your reality because this also relates back to the Sonic the Hedgehog episode in a sense of the world is a shitty, dark place where everyone is mean to you and your boss sucks and you don't grow up the way you want to grow up. Part of wearing a persona is you're entering into a cartoon world hmm. or... You actually defined what fursona
3: is. We've mentioned it a few times. It's your character. That yeah. The mm-hmm. character it's the you're character drawing. you create. The yeah. furry
0: character that you create. Your fursona persona. But you grow up watching cartoons, and while there is an air of immaturity to it, you get to become a part of that, that comfort zone. You don't have to leave it. Mm-hmm. And... I think that's a uh, a very big part of why this community is so heavily bullied is because there's this rejection of adult responsibility to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you are saying I'd rather be in a cartoon, and as far as safe spaces go, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michael
2: Jordan did it. <laughs> True. Oh, when sorry. Was
0: he a character in that?
2: He, it's space jam. Oh, he was
0: in the cartoon, but yeah, he never yeah. put on the suit.
2: I was, I was just doing some light like, humor. It's, <laughs> it's, it's did. the reverse <laughs> of it, technically.
0: But he did stretch his arms out at the end, which is still from my nightmares. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's right up there with the uh, the ghost blowjob scene in Ghostbusters. It just it doesn't sit with or, me right. You know what? It's just like uh, in Cool World. Oh God, <laughs> where two human characters become cartoons. You know what? That's a good transition into our first advertisement for the day which is, hey, listen to our other podcasts. We have Noe with us today. You might not have heard from her very much. I'm sorry. Because uh, there's not much (laughs) for you to say without research.
1: Yeah, I didn't get to do a whole lot of research.
0: Tell us a little bit about FestiCast and how's it it going? All
1: right. FestiCast is actually doing really, really, really well for the, you know, two weeks that we've been working on it. Um, So FestiCast is all about EDM and EDM culture, which um, it's... We interview local artists, we play games, we're gonna have a history episode, which is gonna be really, really exciting. Um, we're gonna have like a couple like fashion episodes here and there, but mostly we focus a lot on
2: just artists and interview them. And actually Dana here is on the show with me. So. Yeah. All the music that you could ask for and interviews. And we ask funny questions, um, of some of these <laughs> musicians and get them to really think and talk about their music. Um, but also we have this fantastic, uh, calendar that we, you know, keep people, uh, up to date on, on different, um, events that are happening in the area. And then, you know, all across the, the you know, United States. So, um, we get what is it? A festival forecast?
1: Yeah, the festival forecast. So it's not only going to be in DFW either. So sometimes you'll catch us uh, anywhere.
3: It's like a so. festy cast.
1: It is festy cast. Yeah, it's like a
0: festival of casts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, the term came from actually people who go to festivals together like to call each other festy besties. So I kind of recycled that term and made it a festicast instead because this podcast will be your best friend.
0: Festi kind of sounds like fetish, which is why a bunch of people are going to get confused between our two podcasts. (laughs) Yeah, festi,
2: F-E-S-T-I.
0: And where can I download it? Like both of them, you
2: can find it on iTunes
1: and Google us?
3: Play Stitcher or wherever you can <laughs> wherever yeah. you listen to
0: your podcasts yeah and
1: social media Facebook Twitter Instagram
0: Chris you have 20 seconds also go over your podcast uh the B-movie deathmatch it's uh 17
3: it's a it's 17, a podcast 14, where 13, a bunch of idiots 12, watch 11, movies and make predictions Based right. upon the movies We hey. do this every episode And I'm not
0: good at it <laughs> You're rubbing your, your uh, hey, what Well because the, there's,
3: there's Usually not a time limit Usually I spend like Five minutes describing How the podcast <laughs> Yeah does. exactly That's why you have
0: 20 seconds Yeah
3: it's a bunch of uh, Stupid people making Predictions about movies And then uh, watching Stupid movies
0: Yeah if you like this Idiotic riffing between us And sometimes Dana You can find us on iTunes as well, well There's no Dana in that show there's Only, only Zool. Zool There's only Zool
3: um, uh, I
2: have been on that show And I have also been Data so it's your
0: data on our show, though—that's
2: true. That's true. That's
0: true. Um, so that brings us back into the actual world. Let's change tones a little bit here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go into examples in popular culture where we've seen furries presented in media before.
2: You did popular culture. Yeah. So did we. Yeah. And cool. it's
0: going to. So, so did I. It's going to bleed <laughs> into um, why is the furry community so ostracized and okay. so publicly hated? Um, my first one is Thirty Rock. I love 30 Rock. It's one of my favorite shows. There's an episode where Liz Lemon is convinced it's, it is the right time for her to meet the person she wants to spend the rest of her life with. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of in this panic mode of thinking that like her opportunity is about to leave. She'll never find anybody. She's gonna have to settle. and she meets this really handsome guy who's the groomsman at a wedding. Mm-hmm. And she more or less proposes to him that the two of them just like go for it as total strangers. There's just physical attraction between them. They just date. Mm -hmm. And he turns to her and says that he's interested in yiffing. And the big joke there is that she took a risk on someone, and he ended up being a yiffer, and how disgusting it is that this man is a yiffer, and how, even though Liz Lemon was considering dating this awful, rude piece of shit. Dennis. Wesley. Wesley. Well, and she dated Dennis.
3: Yeah.
0: Somehow... This handsome guy at the wedding, because he was into yiffing, was lower than Dennis. And if you watch 30 Rock, Dennis mm-hmm. is a piece of shit. Well, that's kind of... They play that plot a lot. <laughs> the, this a lot guy of,
2: seems so perfect, but the only thing that's wrong with him is is that he's a yiffer. She yeah. well,
3: once uh, dated mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage in, the, in an episode. What's wrong with Peter Dinklage? He's very handsome. Uh, she kept confusing children for him. Yeah, it's um, a little offensive. And yeah. he's
2: a badass on Game of Thrones.
3: He was a badass on that show, too. He worked for the UN. Yeah. He was, so, he was like, everything that she could have ever wanted, except she kept walking up to children.
2: Aww. Sounds like she's kind of shallow.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> he... But that's a recurring theme in, in many shows, is it, it feels like making fun of furries is low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. It's something that looks very bizarre, so it grabs the attention, and then once you have that audience's attention, you shame the fuck out of these people. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I'm sitting over here like this is something that I do. I, I, I wouldn't hang out with furries. It does kind of make me uncomfortable. There's a large segment of this population that I, it does make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But the constant shaming does get old. Uh, another example I found was uh, the CSI episode. Me and Chris talked about that. Which episode 1 of season 4. Episode 1 of season 4 of CSI. Fur, it was
2: literally called Fur and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yes,
0: Jesus Christ. And um, man, I watched that interview scene, and they just take this giant shit on that community I mean, for laughs.
3: Are you surprised that a CBS show misunderstood everything?
0: No. I'm not, but I mean, it still happened. Yeah. I get to be on my high horse. Let me have my high horse.
3: Oh, I mean, what they did was wrong, but they do that with every single one of their shows. Their shows are written towards elderly people, and they just misunderstand stuff.
0: Well, one of the uh, things I thought was interesting is I saw an episode of A Thousand Ways to Die, which is one of the worst shows on television. What they do is they take true stories of how people died in horrifying ways, Mm -hmm. and then to make it funny, they make up stories about the people who died to make you think like, ha, they kind of deserved it. Now, I don't know what their furry segment was, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure they found some hilarious, they found some really tragic way to kill someone, but they made it funny Mm -hmm. by making it a furry. Then they made Ron Perlman say some kind of pun about his death. Yeah. 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 Which I'm going through my Rolodex. I guess that's what they say. Once bitten. I guess he was all out of his nine lives. That's the closest I can do. Yeah, probably. Um, did you find any other ones? Uh, my other one was Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which is one of my favorite shows. Fuck you if you don't agree with me. And uh, there was an episode called Hoppy Bunny, which is about furries. And, and, you know, it was more of the derogatory, this is low-hanging fruit, we can make fun of these people. These people are easy to laugh at. They're mm-hmm. giant pink targets covered in fur.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. No, there's only... <laughs> You know, from my non-research, I have actually seen the episode with American Dad um, and Furries, but... I can I'm trying to struggle to remember what was happening didn't they like sneak no, into a room Nothing
0: really happened <laughs> I think there's, a, there's the Bob's Burgers episode which no. kind of makes fun of My Little Pony as well as you. F- no
1: I remember there's like there's a cartoon where they walked into the back I thought Let me explain
2: a um I saw that episode too and I actually sent you all clips um, I, saw, I, saw. I watched it the clip it was called One Little Word um and so basically they're like Going to different venues, trying to wingman for one another whenever they go into one place in one situation where they're both in fursuits. And this squirrel walks up to them very suggestively, like, shaking her rump and kind of making that yiff-yiff noise. And um, uh, the guy's like, no, no thanks, we're not interested. And so, anyways, a car man a man wearing so. a car suit comes and runs over the squirrel and starts ramming her. Uh, That's
0: actually kind of hilarious. It,
2: it yeah. is really funny because it's a car and a squirrel, but, like, would we feel the same way if it was anything else? I don't know. I don't know. I guess, I mean, I can see, like, people but, that are that are into that are, furries, like, finding that funny. Because it wasn't kid-shaming. Yeah, shaming. yeah but, it's not shaming. It was just funny. Yeah, and it's just One funny.
3: of the uh, YouTube videos I watched was, like, they were naming the times that furries were listed in pop culture, and mm-hmm. the very first one they named was American Dad, mm-hmm. and they were just like we're putting this one first because every other portrayal of furries in pop culture is heavily negative and this one wasn't. This one's not negative it just kind of exists. It draws attention to the community. Mm -hmm. They make jokes but it's not like It's not like the CSI one, which they mentioned.
2: Right. It was also the, you know, furries have also been um, portrayed on ER, which is a super long running show. And then also um, the 1999 MTV film Furries and Plushies.
0: Was it a documentary?
2: Um, No, it was a movie. Um, and I feel like that should be a thing that VMDM
0: has to watch. Sometimes. Well, I feel like we should have watched that movie. Yeah. No, but uh, a giant cliche in um, kink shaming furries is to do the, uh, the trans shaming mm-hmm. thing, which is, I mean, it's one of the shittiest things. I remember reading an article about this is there was this huge trend in like the 80s and 90s. Where a man would kiss a woman, and the woman turns out to be a man, mm-hmm. and the man is, like, having to throw up, and he's freaking out because his life is over. Ace Ventura. Yeah, Ace Ventura. And that's, it's in a few other things, too. Maybe that they did it first, but they did it best, if you can be hateful best. I think it was probably the most memorable one, but... They get the image of someone who's just kissed a man who's dressed as a woman, Well, they, they, and they have to it wipe their like, tongue off. There's they,
1: several things. They
0: do,
3: like... Uh, Ms. Doubtfire and Tootsie where it's like someone's dressed as a woman
0: and then is getting hit on by a man mm-hmm. and then they're like and, and that cliche shows up a lot in Kink Shaming Furries because you'll have a furry in a scene and it is a furry woman, like my joke at the beginning of the episode, I'm in the room as Pufflepuff, the the pink the pink bluebird. And I'm talking all sexy, and then the mask comes off, and it's an ugly man. Isn't that hilarious? Look at that sad loser. Which was the entire cornerstone of the CSI mm-hmm. fur and loathing in Las Vegas. It was just look at this sad, pathetic non-man who was dressed as a woman. And it gets old. It's shitty. Uh, why is the furry community so? Hated by so many people. I
1: guess because people just don't like anything that's different than theirs. Like if it's something outside of their comfort bubble, I feel like it's just their first reaction to something unknown is to hate on it, and I feel like that's not really fair. But that's just.
3: Well, it's also the things too. It's a community that is very easy to spot. Yes. Yeah. yes. yeah. Where like most fetishes can hide in the bedroom. So, even stuff that people would find like creepy or weird, you mm-hmm. wouldn't know if your neighbor was doing it where you can walk down the street in Dallas one day and be surrounded by five hundred furries. I
1: think it's just not wanting to be educated too, not wanting to know what it is exactly. they just see the outside of it and just judge it
0: yeah. my my interpretation was that it's this this uh sense of emotional superiority mm-hmm. you know uh this is the statistic i didn't bring up but a, a large portion of the um furry community deals with autism mm-hmm. wow. and there are a lot of people involved furries who have a never grow up mentality mm-hmm. well i can't say i always respect that you know there is a certain amount of understanding that needs to be given to people who live out childhood fantasies because the adult world never really worked out for them. Mm-hmm. The statistic I saw
3: about, cause there is an actual statistic with people who have autism and who are furries and it's only about 4%, which is overrepresented in terms of the American population, but it's still only 4%. Like 1.6, I think is the uh, number for 1.6% of people. Uh, are on the spectrum, and it's so it's like a little over double, but that's not like
0: is a it heavy? Wrong of me to assume that because the community has twice the number of people who deal with autism, it probably has a high percentage of people who are socially awkward or have a difficult time in uh, professional adult settings, professional adult lifestyles. Well, I mean, you'd think that, but if you look at the cost of being. Of like having
3: the costumes or making a fursona and hiring someone to create artwork of your fursona. like just the artwork can like range up to five thousand
0: dollars. Well, I'm not the trying suits to say are art like group. ten to twenty thousand dollars. The whole point I've been trying to reach is there is a large number of the uh, the furry community. I'm not going to throw percentages. There is a solid segment of the furry community who are socially awkward. To a point where they're near impossible to be around. Their YouTube videos are hard to watch. And it's that classic idea of this community that is a large number of people, It's huge, are very misrepresented by creeps and by people who don't shower. That's mean. Is that too mean? No, it's not mean. I'm standing by it. it. You have a large number. You have 100 people in a room. One's a total fucking pervert. And one cannot make human connection work Mm -hmm. and those two people end up representing the entire group Mm -hmm. because as we know in human nature we identify patterns where patterns do not exist
2: um on the other side of that like i know that there's so many misconceptions but one thing that really made me really happy was um i was researching the furry as a life like furry lifestyle and within the furry community like somebody who does um, they're costuming their, their fursuits, like all of their work. Um, and, and that includes acting as well. Um, a lot of times within the community, it's considered like an art form, somebody who pulls it off well, who can act the part and, um, I mean, people people within the furry community look up to them. It's so much more than just standing around in a costume. It's it's acting. It's taking on the role of that particular yeah. creature with that fursona. And the people who do it well, it's
3: revered. Yeah, because a lot of the fursona is more than just creating a furry version of yourself. It's mm-hmm. creating a furry version of yourself with... Extra personality
0: traits, mm-hmm. something else that defines them. Yeah. Well, that's why there are uh, furry um, celebrities. did any of you guys look into them? Mm-mm. I had uh, Telephone, which is a very odd name. I kept thinking I was misreading it. See, John, Telephone. Telephone is a Dutch angel dragon, and Telephone has is created by someone whose name I didn't write down. They can they can email us. We'll, we'll welcome a conversation with them. I, I don't know anything about the actual person I just know that uh, Dutch Angel Dragon Named Telephone has over 50,000 subscribers Whoever is the, um, the his person His name is Dad What D-A-D, his name's Dad
3: Where did you see this? Dutch Angel Dragon
0: Jesus Christ. You're closer to smacking
2: him. Oh.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> it's nice thing on this show. I gotta go.
0: <laughs> don't blame me there. Uh, telephone. The actor who, who is inside a telephone or person mm-hmm. makes a very good yipping noise. And uh. there are tons of YouTube videos of this dragon named Telephone going into... Taco Bueno or La Quinta, and mm-hmm. just yipping at people, and mm-hmm. the people are forced to laugh because it's so cute.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I didn't find it cute, but each their own. I guess they're forced to laugh just because. What the are you going to do? Are, are you going to so be weird, mean to yeah. them? Yeah, you got to be friendly.
2: Does a dragon yiff, though?
0: Like, like make a yiff
2: noise? I think you
0: can have your characters do whatever you want because yeah. you own them. Another one was DJ Pone 3. I've never known if I'm pronouncing that right or not, but I've actually seen that. that Person, that furry, that fursona before, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll be getting to that later because it unites with the uh, My Little Pony. Oh, three, okay, yeah, yeah. which uh, very large overlap between these communities. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: did you have anything else?
0: I am all the of out of things. Okay, unless you a celebrity.
2: Um, no, I was gonna actually. Mention a couple more small lingo things. Yeah, that's keep okay. going. Just um, call
0: this last call for notes.
2: Because I mentioned, well, and we still have products. Of course. Um, One that I found that was kind of interesting was scritching, and I didn't know what that was. Um, it's grooming another's fur, so that's, like, kind of an intimacy part sweet. that, like, leads sometimes to, um, you know, oh, I guess, yiffing. It's like what so, monkeys do. Yes. It's like you, you kind of, like, are, I don't know... Um, I don't, I don't know what the term would be, but like, yeah, like cleaning and others fur, grooming them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yiffing is usually just mating, but a fur pile
0: is, is an orgy. orgy. Yay. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's an orgy, and I thought that, that was interesting, like, like you know, you'd have like a dog pile yeah, it's a fur pile, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, I love all like the pun terms that what? they have.
0: Yeah. I don't it's even really need to fun. change it, though. They can just keep dog pile.
2: Yeah, but it's a fur pile because they're not all dogs. Yeah, yeah like can't of, discriminate. There's a
0: lot of lions, foxes, and dragons in there.
2: Uh, one of the other quotes that I thought was really good uh, from the Vanity Fair article on furries um, is that it's it's sex. It's it's more than sex. It's religion. It's a whole new way of life, which I thought was um, pretty interesting. Did you come um, across Huggles? No, what's
0: Huggles? Huggle is a stylized form of hugging. It's kind of like their secret handshake. Oh. Didn't wasn't able to find any more information on that, but it was a web page from 1999, so it would hardly load, But it talked about how if you don't know what huggle is, you're probably not a member of the community. But it's this hmm. certain way that furries hug to show camaraderie. Is
1: it like some kind of like hug snuggle thing?
2: Like, like,
0: oh I like. imagine it's a, a lot of being a furry is is <laughs> acting like an animal, and so there's a lot of nuzzling. Yeah. So I'm sure it's a hug that ends in a nuzzle, which okay. is where you probably get. Well, that would be a <laughs> huzzle. A hug, a huzzle would be a hug that ends in a nuzzle. Oh. So I guess a huggle would be a hug that ends in a muggle. I don't know.
1: A snuggle. You just leave like a Oh, hug. it's a hug
0: snuggle. Yeah. Thank you. I and forgot there's th- other words that end in uggle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You probably wow. just curl up with them or something. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. kind of what I picture. Like, you know how like a fox sleeps with its tail and its nose? Oh, yeah. Something kind of sweet like that. I don't know. That's what I have in my mind. That's cute. I'll have to Google it.
0: So this leads us to my favorite segment of every week, which is Dana's product corner. Woohoo! Dana, what's in your shopping cart this week? My
2: kinkiest shopping cart um, is—I had so much fun, so much fun looking at all the different things um, that are available for the furry community. Um,
3: Please tell me. You- put those butt plugs with tails.
2: <laughs> yes, there are those. And they come in every kind of
0: tail I've style. I've seen one of those in person before. You can imagine. Oh, really? I saw a curly cute pig one once.
2: <gasps> a pig one?
0: Someone was showing me their toy box uh-huh. and they pulled out a little <laughs> pigtail connected uh-huh. to a Did it
1: boing? Block. Like, when you pull the tail? It was,
0: like, firm and big. Oh, it was, was so definitely like, a costume piece. Uh, Chris, it was yours. I'll go ahead and spoil uh, it. It was I, Chris's. It was Chris's pig I, butt plug. I've ones. seen some that uh, have been, like,
3: modified to be, like, motorized so that, like, the tail will wag,
2: yeah. Uh huh. It's a butt
3: plug that's uh-huh.
0: motorized. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That sounds uh-huh. dangerous,
2: but they also have kinds that you can clip to your clothes or wear on a belt, or some that will, yeah, even, the boring ones. Uh, that'll that there's like even like underwear that have holes for you to put your tail through, <laughs> uh, which I think is
0: there really awesome.
2: I think that's pretty cool because, like, if you're really Wanting to be this fursona, like you have this tail, it's permanently attached to you, right? So you wear it on like a little belt and it goes through your underwear uh, out of a little bitty, little bitty tail hole, which I think is cute. Um, <laughs> there's also lots of different, I mean, there's so many different products out there, but some of the ones that I saw that were kind of the most popular are a lot of books. It's a lot of like literally reading about, you know, fur, fur erotica. Um, uh, there's also tons of masturbators and dildos made like any kind of animal you can imagine. And the resources for that are huge.
3: You bring up Bad Dragon almost every single week, and Bad Dragon is basically just this.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, Also, zoofer.com, Ellipse Art has some really interesting ones as well. Um, Fetishzone.net and Frisky Beast, which I... Have to say, my very favorite one that I researched this this week was friskybeast.com. Uh, it is budget friendly, so if you like Bad Dragon but you're you're low on funds but you still want something like that, uh, for when that's, you need that's a one
0: dollar dildo.
2: Yeah, that's where you get um, your your stuff is from Frisky Beast. How much does it cost
0: to have someone make me my costume for me? Oh, it'd be your like...
2: costume. That's different. But for that, you can go to Made for You, F U R U, Made for You. Made for me. Made for You oh, that's com. Cute. They will actually hook you up and like custom make your stuff. However, um, you have to provide them with like Dimension. Yeah, yeah. ideas of what you want done. But they Dana, literally make My one character for you. has
0: scales and feathers. Oh. Will they make a fur suit for me? I think they will. Oh. Um, or you I've can heard look it on
3: ranges to like. Ten to twenty thousand yeah. dollars, though. Jeez. They take. They
2: only take so many orders every month, so um, okay. it's kind of cool. And there's also Yandy.com, which has a lot of different things for costumes. Did you say candy? Um, Yandy. Y a n d y. Yiffin candy. If,
0: I, um, if I've gathered anything from this community, they like portmanteaus. <laughs> throw those words together.
2: Um, also, um, I know we talked about this. Maybe I think we talked about this on another podcast. The Ova Positor.
0: That's um, oh. an egg in you. Yeah, yeah
2: that actually you can deposit an egg that's in you. That's not yiffing. Um, but it is if you're a platypus.
0: I, yeah, I stand or corrected. for the men, if you're a
3: seahorse.
0: There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, you get a high five. Chris gets a high five. <laughs> he gets, He gets one a year. That's your, that's your high five. A
3: year. You're trying to be accepting of everyone?
2: <laughs> Primal hardware. Uh hardware spelled w-e-r-e on the end um Uh. is where you can find that that particular thing that literally lays eggs in your bits um that's that's where you can find it so there are literally all kinds of toys out there for you not to mention art of every sort and type um i wish there was more specific targeted things for this community but frankly it's whatever you're into if you really you want to i mean yiffing is So much a customizable thing, whether you're, you know, actually having sex with another furry or you're having sex with a toy or you're having sex with, you know, whatever. Uh, There's lots of different things to get into. So, um, yeah, that's that's all in my cart.
0: I think that wraps that up. And that leads us to my favorite segment, which is where things fall on the FDI. The FDI is, of course, the Fetish Danger Index. A 1, meaning harmless. A 5, meaning you should uh, seek mental health professional never enact on your fetish. Real quick, this week, I actually wanted to read some guidelines to what each rating means. Mm-hmm. I'll only be about one minute. Please let me know if you disagree at any point. Sure. But a 1. A 1 on your kink slash fetish just means you should enjoy yourself as long as you embrace the SSC, which stands for...
2: Safe, sane, and consensual.
0: This kink shouldn't interfere with your mental or physical health. Of course, just because something has a 1 doesn't mean it can't bring you shame or hard times. You have to have a healthy relationship with sex in addition to your kink. A 2 rating means there's a mild risk that this kink could lead to unhealthy behaviors or, without some degree of caution, could result in minor injury. Three, engaging in this kink requires vigilance, responsibility, and communication. Forgoing proper procedures could result in severe physical harm or emotional abuse. A four, there is no safe way to engage in this fetish-slash-kink, even with the utmost responsibility. You or a partner are taking a genuine health risk to partake in this activity. A four on the FDI likely means that SS, safety and sanity, have been violated. The show officially recommends precautions that simulate certain dangers or seeking professional help. A five, the key component of a five is the violation of C, consent. Engaging in this activity without simulation requires harming another person, persons, or creature that is not given or is incapable of giving consent. The fetish should never be enacted and a mental health professional should be consulted. I was very proud of myself for writing that. I thought that was outstanding. It's very lawyery.
2: Yeah. But mm-hmm.
0: uh, what would you give mm-hmm. you a thing?
2: Um, I would give it a Two. Really? I would give it a two. It's a mild risk. And that's only because I read a few health warnings um, that are that are put out there in the community for furries. Um, one of the quotes that I wrote down was that plenty of the sexual acts are deadly as a fursuit can cause heat exhaustion and dehydration to the one who wears it for a long time unless safety measures are implemented.
3: Not to mention chafing
2: also chafing. That's terrible. So anyways, um, if you're going to play in a hot suit and you're going to be sweating a lot and you're going to be, you know, like a lot of, a lot of this stuff is you just have to be careful. So I'm going to say there's a mild risk, very mild, which is the word you used. So I'm going to say mild is a two for me.
0: Noe?
1: I don't know. It's me. I just kind of give it a one. I mean, I assume that most of the people kind of know what they're getting into and you know that they will be in a very well cooled room, so I at least that's my thinking. Is it just seems it? They have cute terms for everything, and it just seems Herbless. playful and fun. Yeah. And you know, from my you know show experience mm-hmm. with it, and not really doing heavily research on it, but I give it a one.
3: Uh, I've I've talked about how I. Great things on the FDI Yeah a little different than mine A little different uh, I would give it like a A five I would give it a five No Kill it, it with
0: fire I wish it would drink bleach Those are some of my favorite YouTube comments from yeah. the week I would probably give it a three
3: Not because it's bad in itself It's because all of the social stigma That has been placed upon it By outside viewership
2: I, I can see how that would be a thing Because frankly If you're wearing your fursuit Out in public? Like, what if somebody beats you up?
0: I don't think that that should be any kind of concern. I would give this Mm -hmm. a a one. I think heat exhaustion is uh, absolutely a risk with any sexual activity, Mm -hmm. as is, like, dehydration, as is chafing. And as far as... uh, You know, people beating you up or social stigma. You know, I I was in college and I used to be a lot more mean before I kind of, like, got into the whole Kinkast spirit. And I'll even be honest. When Kinkast started, it was supposed to be a little bit more to make fun of people. But when I started reading stuff and found out that, like, there's nothing wrong with any of this. There's really nothing wrong and there's no point to making fun of these people. I would absolutely give this a one. Uh, as low a score as you can give it because it's not dangerous and and i would never give something a higher score because other people are assholes i mean if it was 1975 you would give homosexuality a three because other people could beat you up and that's not right to say i I think if you're into yiffing yes i kind of even will make fun of you if you have the little tail hanging out behind your back because i do think that furries are lame I'll stand by that I think it's lame We don't kink shame I'm not kink shaming I think there's nothing You said they're lame That's kink shaming I think it's lame I don't think there's Anything wrong with them I don't think they should Have any shame whatsoever
2: Okay Alright I, I, think... I just had to stop you there
0: No and uh I, I think if this is Something you're into Fuck anyone who makes Fun of you And fuck me for not Being interested in your hobby But there's nothing wrong With what you do As long as you respect The consent of Is it a furry Breaking in To harm me as long as you respect the consent of others, as long as you are in tune with yourself and you lead a healthy, productive, life, productive part of society. No one gives a shit if you need to wear a colorful costume to become someone else. Mm-hmm. Reality sucks. I mean, we've all had a hard week. We've all had a hard life. No one is perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. If putting on a mask to change your reality helps you get through it, fuck anyone who makes fun of you for it.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of communities and stuff like that too in general who do their own sort of thing of adjusting, you know, to be I know like in rave culture and stuff, we go have fun and be kids and we get to wear silly costumes and dress up and it's accepting. So that's kind of my way of picturing it and I'm like it just seems harmless and cute and fun.
2: That's the, that's exactly a good point. Mm-hmm. A good transition too. You could literally be what is it, Pigglypuff?
0: Yeah, it was uh it was Pum-
2: Puff. Pufflepuff. puff. You could wear that exact same costume mm-hmm. to, like, a, a festival, festival mm-hmm. and be perfectly accepted. Well,
0: before a fan sends me that costume,
2: <laughs>
0: I, I don't want it. There's also it. a degree of anonymity with the costumes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sarah gave this a two. I wanted her opinion. She's out with strep. May mm-hmm. she get better soon. Um, her opinion was that it is kind of hiding from adult responsibility, sheltering it away, and for that it has dangers. I, my response to that was that that's different. Mm-hmm. You know, if you use your hobby to hide away from your adult responsibilities, that's between you and yourself. That has nothing to do with the kink community. Um, and I stand by and harshly defend my one rating on this. I think it's interesting, this has the widest span of ratings out of anything we've had on the yeah. FDI. Um, so would that, average, to one.
2: would that average a two? <laughs>
0: I think would average know. out at a two.
3: Yeah, I yeah. would. I would two disagree. Twos, one, three, and
0: uh, be a, a little bit higher than two, two point three or something. I would argue against it being a, a two so strongly. Yeah,
3: that's fair.
2: All right. Well. Uh, I think that wraps up yiffing.
0: I think that about wraps it up, and I think that brings us to our next advertisement for the day.
2: Yeah, let's send a huge thank you to one of our sponsors, uh, Denton County Sticker Company, uh, for providing us with some fabulous uh, promotional materials. And then also, um, Midway Craft House uh, and Midway... um, Can we say both? I think we can
0: say both. I don't know. I kind of wung it on supporting them because they've been really nice. And I know the owner personally. It's a well-run business. Mm -hmm. And to say something about Denton County sticker company, they are high quality stickers that are absolutely worth your money. Mm -hmm. If you have a band, if you're in Denton, this is much better than ordering the shitty stickers online and putting them through your own printer. Mm -hmm. You're also going to save money than you would using one of the um, online services. Absolutely, your best option if you're trying to go local.
2: Fantastic!
0: You can't just you can't just say their name. You gotta you gotta you know dress yeah. it up. You gotta put a bow tie on it. You gotta, for all those
2: late yeah, night like, uh, late night um, chocolate bar needs. Midway Craft House. (laughs) I walk by (laughs) there all too often to buy a candy bar, but they also have a bunch of um, different like craft beers on tap that they can serve. And and, live events. And live, yeah, lots of live events, comedy, music, you name it. Some Um, of the weirdest live
0: events, yeah. Yeah,
2: trivia. It's a lot of fun. Punk shows. It's the coolest convenience store in town. Convenience store slash craft beer growler bar. So if
3: you're ever in Denton, stop on by.
2: Grab a beer with us, <laughs> yeah. Also, we'll be having a, live... a beer
3: for us. <laughs>
2: yeah. Also, we'll be having a live event there at uh, Midway Craft House on September fifteenth from uh, nine o'clock until eleven o'clock p.m. You Will should come out and Yeah, you should totally come out and um, join us if you want to. Well,
0: if I think not, about you can edit that out. Wraps up today. And uh, I would like to ask, as always, we really want to hear from you. You know, it can be relieving just to talk about sex with someone, especially if you have a negative relationship with yourself or with your sexuality. Um, If you respect the things we say, we'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from a furry. I've never actually spoken to one in the flesh or in the fur.
2: Um,
0: And I would love to hear a perspective on that. Uh, In the meantime,
2: keep it safe, sane, and consensual. Yes. How do they yeah.
0: contact us? How do they contact us? Oh, How please. do they contact us?
2: Come and find us on Facebook. Come and find us on Twitter. Um, you can you can get a hold of us through both of those means right we have now.
0: We Gmail account. Do we? Don't we?
3: No. We need yes, one. Yes, we do.
1: You can create one Kinkcast
3: now. Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your fan art, please. Send Tommy uh, that... Fan art of his suit. Pufflepuff. Puff.
1: Yeah, I would like Send to see Tommy some sketch-ups of that. I think that... I could try to sketch you a design for your outfit. Yeah,
3: yeah thank Hufflepuff. you. I want to see our uh, <laughs> our Avengers team. Yeah. Puff. What was your turtle? He uh, you didn't have a name. Oh. I keep
2: thinking of a thing oh, the thing that's from h- Harry Potter that's called the Hinky Puff.
3: Well,
0: shouldn't you Hufflepuff. think of Hufflepuff?
2: Or Hufflepuff, but there's also a Hinky Puff, which is like a little... The, isn't that what it's called? It's, um not... It was Ron's little... It was Jenny's. It was Jenny's pet. It was like a little I puff ball. I didn't know
0: she had a pet, Potter.
2: Anyways. What? pigmy Puff.
0: Pigmy Puff.
2: Pigmy Puff. That's it. Okay.
0: It's like a ghost whispered <laughs> that or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: My research
3: uh, assistant.
0: There's Chris the Slow Roller. Chris the Slow Roller, Pufflepuff...
2: Are we signing off?
0: Yeah. Oh. Well, and, yeah, and reminding everyone of our Avengers team of crack furry. I don't crime think I had to... a name,
2: but um, I want to be Dana Big Cheek Squirrel Girl. I guess I'll be the. Um...
3: <laughs> there might be some issues in that, uh, Yeah. Marvel literally has a character named it's Squirrel Girl. Girl. I'm
2: sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Squirrel. Yes. Squirrel.
3: Just squirrel person. Squirrel
1: person. squirrel
0: person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, what did he do? Mm.
0: Make remembering it funny because it's the last thing we're doing.
1: Funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's anything. one way to do it. Just say <laughs> the word funny. A magical funny unicorn. Yeah, there we go. Magical funny.
0: Well, if a if it was the
1: a no I love it. Yep. Nova
0: You made a contraction, which is the cornerstone of the furry community. (laughs) Drugs are bad,
2: okay? I'm good at puns. Maybe that's why I think that their community is so cute. Glitter the unicorn.
0: Glitter the unicorn.
3: My whole furry whole persona is drugs.
0: Send us your shit.